Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is MG Govia, and you are listening to Digging Deep, an Oki A11 podcast. Um, thanks for taking time today to check out our topics. We are going to be talking about how to survive in this miserable Oklahoma summer, and we will even be optimistic of when it gets colder and what to do in those extreme temperatures as well. Our guest is JG, or John Graham. He is the Chief of Operations at EMSA, Oklahoma. And um, John, let's start by you just letting us know a little bit about yourself. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, as MG said, uh, I go by JG mostly. My name is John Graham. I've been in EMS for almost 30 years and kind of have done a little bit of everything. I've worked in the rural setting. Uh, I was a flight paramedic for about four years, so I've done it in the air. Uh, started here at IMSA many, many years ago, working in our resupply uh, division, our logistics division and I've really kind of run the gamut in EMS and uh, uh, as you said even though my shirt says chief of staff it's now chief of operations so um, I have uh, about 600 people reporting to me not directly so uh, I have a great team and uh, you know, I've got about 26 years here at IMSA some of that part-time in the early days but uh, it's uh, I've run the gamut in EMS for sure outstanding and being an AMS um, first of all being a first responder thank you so much for being a part of that and what we're going to be talking about today is you know things happen um, and one of the things that we're all working through right now and our whether it's our excavators or it's our locators or it's those who are dealing with the infrastructure we have to work in this heat and so I was just kind of thinking about that as a topic um, giving us an opportunity to know what to look for, how to survive, all those good things. So I want to kind of let you just kind of run with that topic and I'll probably have some follow-up questions when you're done. Yeah, um, you know, really the number one thing uh, is listen to your body. I mean, it tells you everything you want to know and it's not just heat and cold and things like that, but that's really the most important. Um, it, if you're feeling hot, you know, you're tired, um, lethargic, things like that. You really need to heed those warnings and, and heed them early. And heat really comes in, in three phases. And, you know, the first one, which we've all heard about is heat cramps, uh, which is just that, you know, you start getting cramps generally in the major muscle groups. So your abdomen, uh, legs, arms, things like that. And that's really the first sign of something's not right. Uh, but we're, we are reversible at that point. You know, let's get out of the heat source if you can, find some shade where you can be in the wind. Um, if, if not, and you continue working, and there's, you know, there's different scenarios. You have the home, uh, just your everyday, and, and what in our business we like to call them weekend warriors, which I'm right. one of those. You know, you let things stack up and then you try to do it all in one uh, 110 August day. And, yeah. uh, and that's when people get in trouble. And uh, whether you're at home, you're at work, um, and your folks, they work extremely hard in all kinds of weather. Um, or you're at play, you know, you're at the beach, you're, you're just outside having fun. It's all the same, the heat will get to you. And if you recognize those cramps, get out of the heat, you know, take in some fluids, not alcohol, <laughs> you know, the Gatorade, the Powerades, water, water is number one. Um, mm. you can you can stop that process and, and, and actually kind of get back to your day uh, unfortunately if that doesn't happen it leads to heat exhaustion uh, once you've reached heat exhaustion 
you know, nausea, you might vomit. Um, somebody might think you're not acting normal, um, which could be a slew of things. It could be anywhere from a diabetic whose uh, sugar's a little low or even a little high uh, to a stroke. So it mimics a lot of things. Um, but that's when people really start to think this other person's in trouble. Mm. And, uh, and then it, now you're starting to get to where it's not as easily reversible. Treatment's really the same. Take on those fluids, get out of the environment, try to find air conditioning obviously is best, but it's in your car, your home, your, your business. Um, it, it, at least find some shade, shade if you can and, and stay in the breeze. Uh, if, if those signs and symptoms are ignored or you can't get out of that heat source, it will lead to heat stroke. Mm. Uh, it's then a life-threatening emergency, and that would be the time that you definitely want to contact IMSA. You know, call 911. Um, it really it leads to um, you know severe confusion, um, unresponsiveness, and if it goes unchecked, unfortunately, we every year we, we have deaths that uh, are from the heat. Mm -hmm. So really important, and it, it really the, the the driving factor is get out. You know, get out of that environment if you can and it's not always possible whether it's a job related you know some people are afraid to report those things that they may be in trouble and things like that um you know there's people that don't have air conditioning um and they're at home and they have nowhere else to go so uh most important is to try to get out of that environment um to our weekend warriors those who are you know doing these projects and i like you said you feel like you put off these projects to try to knock them all out on one weekend take your time um prep it sounds like it's a big thing get hydrated before being out in the heat i know that that's something that's always been um preached to me as a kid growing up with sports and all that stuff the hydration isn't just while you're in the heat it's also before as well right yeah that's exactly right and and prehydrate and, and here's the deal when you're out in it and you're thirsty you're late you're all you're all you're already behind um yeah. so you know take those take in those fluids a few hours beforehand stay hydrated throughout the evening the day before when you know you're going to be outside uh lots of breaks um that's mm. very important as well so so take those breaks as, as often as you can um don't hurry don't don't stretch your um in my case, and I'll only speak for myself, <laughs> lack of action for months, try to get it done in a day. Right. It's just not how that works. And and I know yeah. everyone's like, I've got to get it done Saturday and Sunday. Uh, stretch it out as, as much as you can, but take frequent breaks, stay hydrated. And again, if you're thirsty, you're you're behind. You're behind. Yeah. Um, is it true on the nutrition side? I know you mentioned alcohol, but caffeine as well, like both of those aren't good for hydration. Right. Yeah, okay. they're, they're not. And that's exactly right. And one one thing I hear a lot is, you know, I, I drank a gallon of iced tea. Well, tea is a diuretic and, you know, you know and, and it'll make you urinate and things like that. So it's not helping me either. Uh, yeah, it's 99% water, <laughs> but right. that 1% of tea uh, is, is what does the damage. And gotcha. so it's really, you know, it's just it's water, it's the protein drinks, things like that, you know, yeah. electrolytes uh, is important. And, you know, another key factor is uh, is just being prepared, whether it is prehydration or the way you dress. Mm. You know, a hat always in order, especially when your head looks like mine. You have to for multiple <laughs> Right. But, uh, you know, wear a hat, light colored clothing, 
um, sunscreen, things like that, wear sleeves. The, today's technology uh, in, in clothing, you know, you can wear long sleeves in August and it's 105 degrees outside and you're actually cooler than you are without long sleeves on. So you have moisture yeah. in clothing and, uh, and, and you don't have the sun beaming down on you. So it's just really about planning and, and being prepared for your day out. Um, nah. Yeah, so we see, you know, we see a lot of those weekend warriors. What we don't see a lot of are the people who do it for a living. Um, yeah. You know, our roofers, the uh, people in your organization, things like that, because one, they're acclimated. Um, two, they've learned along the way <laughs> what they need to do to be prepared. Um, and the ones that we see that are truly in an emergency, really are people that you know had no plans for that day and they were invited somewhere they got caught out um and just totally ill-prepared those are the ones that we see mostly yeah um while we were talking i had a flashback story to the hottest day of my life i i grew up in a small town luther oklahoma and i got recruited to help um, with some hay bales and uh, every Oklahoman, I think, has to do it at least once. I think it's like in our constitution somewhere. But yeah, it was like 104 degrees, July 5th, if not the 4th. And I still remember getting to the point of heat exhaustion. And I, I've never happened to me before. I was a 17-year-old kid and I got all the way up to heat exhaustion. I was loopy. I was didn't know how I was on the back of a truck all of a sudden. Like I still remember that to this day. And it's been a driving force. So when I had the opportunity to reach out to you to do this podcast, I'm like, I've been there. Like, I know just how easy it is because 17, you think you're invincible. I was athletic, still playing high school football and such, throwing hay bells around. I can do that. And lack of preparation, not knowing what was going to take place and letting myself get dehydrated and all that stuff happen. So the heat, um, the heat doesn't discriminate. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't carry anything like that. Um, now, there are some people that are more susceptible, you know, the elderly, the very young, just because mm-hmm. their body doesn't regulate temperature like it used to. Um, so there's people already at a disadvantage. Um, certain medications um, mm, yeah. can do that. But yeah, it, it doesn't matter uh, if, whether you're in good shape or not. And um, and it's not, it's not uh, a temperature thing necessarily. Um, 110, or, you know, probably more realistic, you know, right at 100, 101, 102 degree, uh, August dry heat is hot, but we will see more problems at 90 degrees with 70% humidity. It's about okay. that humidity. And, um, you know, one of our big, big events we do every year is the Memorial Marathon. Um, mm-hmm. Rarely are they worried about the temperature what they're worried about is the humidity because the humidity wow. is what really gets people. Um, so it's just, you, you got to keep an eye on your humidity as well. Don't just look and go, Oh, it's 85 degrees. Well, it's 85% humidity. You're going to have the same problems and issues you would, um, you know, with greater than hundred degrees. Wow. Is it because of the humidity kind of plays a trick on you on you feel hydrated because of the water in the air. I'm kind of making this up. So yeah, yeah, no, you can't, you know, you, you can, you can only sweat so much and gotcha. you all walked out and you're instantly sweating and, and it's just nowhere to go. There's no real evaporation. Oh, okay. That makes sense. And it just, it will get you, you know, get you quick. Gotcha. Um, on this um, topic of like just overall nutrition, 
Um, I know we've talked about hydration, uh, electrolytes, um, protein. Is there better, like healthier foods that we can handle this stuff with? Or is that more about the liquids than the solids that we really need to worry about? Yeah, it's really about the, the liquids mostly, but um, eating light, uh, and I don't necessarily necessarily mean small portions, while you know that help has other benefits certainly. Eating a salad or something like that, you know, uh, a, a tuna or something that's light on you versus a steak, uh, right? In Oklahoma, a chicken fried steak, of course. There you go. Um, you know, just eating better, and it just helps with your overall health and, and well-being in general. And you know, and the better shape you're in. So you know, we encourage people to get out and walk and. and um, do whatever they can do up to their fitness level and all of that stuff helps especially if you're a real goer in the, in the summertime awesome um so we've kind of made sure we understand where our weekend warriors those you're taking on special projects during the heat those professionals hopefully they're learning their lessons early and getting them out of the way but if you're new to a work crew or a new force that you're working with and you're not getting those breaks you're not getting the opportunity to recuperate um, every once in a while, get in the shade, get some more liquids, all those things. Um, look for alternatives. Um, there's plenty of um, opportunities for you to reach out um, to OSHA and other organizations. So um, keep that in mind. Um, your life is more important than whatever that project is or whatever that job is. So uh, listen to your body, um, listen to um, what's going on. Um, if you're like um, JG said, if you're thirsty, you're, it's already too late. So stay on top of that. Um, we were looking out for you as well in this. Um, it's easy to um, focus on the um, people who are going to just do this Wicked Warrior stuff, but there's some new people coming into the workforce every day and we're looking out for you as well. Um, let's look at um, another thing. Um, with extreme temperatures, we can be optimistic. We've already talked about the heat and what's taking place right now in our summers. It's eventually going to get cold. They, it happens every year. Um, how? Pretty much the opposite. Like, how do we handle uh, cold weather, JJ? Yeah, and you know, it's it, it's really a ton about preparation. Mm -hmm. you know, when you leave the house, and it's literally, if you're leaving the house for two seconds to check the mail, you have to be prepared to be out in it for hours. Um, what we see a okay. lot is we see people that will go out to check their mail. Um, if it's down at the curb, they'll slip or fall on the ice or snow. Um, you know, they may or may not knock themselves out. Um, they may dislocate a hip, something like that, and they can't get up. And they're totally ill-prepared Ill prepared for the weather. And if no one's around and they don't have their cell phone on them, then they're stuck. And they're mm. at the mercy of somebody finally either hearing them cry out or um, you know, maybe someone driving down the road. So it's really, and, and, and I can't stress it enough, even if you're only going to the curb, be prepared. You know, mm -hmm. wear your socks and your shoes and your pants and your jacket yeah, right. and hats and your gloves and all that, because you never know. You know, yeah. I've made a lifelong career of uh, accidents and mishaps and things like that and we see it all the time and, and, and I'm guilty of it you know I'm just going to do this real quick well I've made yeah. a living on people doing that and then something adverse happening to yeah. them be prepared especially if you're going to get out in the ice and you're going to drive somewhere you know have extra blankets in your car uh, have um, you know gallon of water or two in your car 
always have a charged cell phone. You know, mm-hmm. and, and we, we tell people when you go to the mailbox or you go for that errand, have your cell phone with you. That's your lifeline. Mm-hmm. There, if you do fall, at least you can call somebody. <clears throat> you know, if you're uninjured and just can't get up, call a neighbor. If you are injured, obviously call 911 and let us come out and evaluate you and, uh, and get you where you need to go, whether it's back in your house or whether it's the hospital. But right. be, be prepared. That's, that's really the key to win, winter weather. Yeah, and um, obviously that speaks volumes to the layers and being warm while you're out. Uh, hydration is also important with the cold weather is what I understand as well. Could you elaborate on that a little bit? Just Yeah, and it's, sure. it's, yeah and it's it's the same thing. Is is The more hydrated you are, kind of the better condition you are. Um, again, you, you know, you don't know alcohol. Um, you know, there's certain uh, medications and um, things that kind of naturally draw the, the blood flow to the core and things like that. And that's what happens in the winter. You know, your body wants to protect your core, your brain and your heart and lungs. Um, so you'll see some extremity issues if, if people are out there very long, especially if they've been drinking. Um, man, just, just to hydrate and be careful and be prepared all the way around and yeah it's really about preparation which leads towards what you guys do right exactly you go dig a hole in your backyard you gotta prepare you can't just Mm. go dig a hole and uh, even if it's to put one little pole and uh, it's Mm. just a part of being safe all the way around is and it all just kind of comes back to preparation you know did you do what you needed to do prior to the work prior to leaving the house in the winter, prior to doing the housework uh, in the summertime. It's, it's just preparation. Awesome. Oki 811 hosts live webinars every other Wednesday at 2 p.m. local time. These webinars cover a wide range of safety topics for both members and excavators. If you attend our live webinar, you will receive a certificate of attendance. And if you aren't able to attend the live webinar, Register anyhow to receive a recording of the webinar the following day. To check out our webinar schedule, go to the Education Events page on our website, oki811.org. If you have questions or suggestions for topics for future webinars, please contact us at education at oki811.org. Hey, JG, with you being um, a first responder for so long, a lot of things happen out in the excavation industry. Um, there's accidents, unfortunately, where maybe someone didn't call 811 before they were digging and something didn't get marked and now they're calling 911 because an accident happened. Have you ever had to respond to a, a situation like that? Uh, I have, and and it, it happens multiple times a year. Um, it is it's frequent, relatively frequent that somebody has struck a, gra- a gas main or an electrical line, things like that. And unfortunately, we've had calls where people have died as a result. Um, and again, it just lack of preparation. And it's very important. And, and we see it a lot. And we see it from, from major companies to individuals just doing a quick something in their backyard. So mm-hmm. again, um, you know, it, it's, it's the gamut and mm. it all goes back to preparation and making that call and calling 811 uh, to come out because really that's easy that's mm-hmm. easy call 811 and and I, I, I fear what some of the things that people do is they procrastinate and they forget 
they want mm. to go to work this weekend or they have, they're on a timeline and they forget to call 811 to have them come out, have you guys come out and, and measure. Um, so you got to make those calls and you got to delay if you need to because it, it is and, and has been a matter of life and death. Yeah, it's weird how the correlation falls there, right? We The people who um, have struggled with the extreme temperatures is usually a lack of planning or not being prepared for the situation. Those who have been involved with these excavation incidents, they lack of preparation, lack of experience. And so when it comes to our homeowners or our weekend warriors on those DIY projects, a lot of times they'll call us like on a Thursday or a Friday, let us know they're going to dig on Saturday. Well, that's not giving the companies long enough to get out there and mark their lines. And so they run that risk of digging blind and running into stuff like that. So um, this, the overall message of this whole thing, and I um, want to stress this, is A11 before you dig so you're not calling 911 later. And we wanted to protect you, whether it's the stream temperatures and the work that you're doing um, out there, but also just to dig safely around those underground facilities that are out there. Um, and they're going to be safe by calling us here at Oki A11. So I, I, think, I think that's a great little catchphrase. You know, call A11 so you don't have to call 911. <laughs> it is. Uh, it's, uh, and it is extremely important. And the work that you guys do uh, is, is very, very important. And it just kind of, uh, a lot like EMS is, you know, you need to be a forethought, not like us, an afterthought. Right. You know, after something has happened. Mm -hmm. uh, and but even when they call beforehand, it's you know you call a number and somebody shows up and they do their thing and it's great and you know in, in the best of days people don't even really know we're here, right? You know they just I, I called a number and it happened and everything went great. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think that's a great way to wrap this up. Um. I um the information that we shared today is going to help our listeners um with the extreme temperatures and how to survive out there and then of course the importance of a11 um calling us before you dig so that you're not calling 911 because you accidentally hit something or or um causing any type of emergency in that regard so um jg i really appreciate you joining us today um your years of experience thank you so much for um, making a career being a first responder that we thank you so much for that as well. So um, with that, thank you everybody who listened to us today on Digging Deep and OK Woman Podcast. And I look forward to seeing you in the near future. And thank you for doing all you do to keep Oklahoma safe. Thanks, everybody. Bye.